This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you have to speak English with clients, the Academy is for you. If you have to take an English exam like IELTS or TOEFL, the Academy is for you. If you are planning to immigrate to Canada, America, or another English speaking country, the Academy is for you. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, we are going to speak with an individual I met several months ago. He is an ESL teacher currently living in South Korea and his name is Michael. Let's get started with the interview. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast. How are you doing, man? Hey, no problem, Tiffany. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, busy day today, but overall, I'm pretty good. Overall, pretty good. Good. Well, uh, I told you before, this is just kind of an interview to find out more about you as an ESL teacher, but I know you, but can you give kind of an introduction of who you are, you know, where you're from or something interesting about you, maybe your hobby or something you'd like to tell the students that are listening? Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, my name is Michael Hall. Um, I was born in Jamaica, um, but I migrated, uh, immigrated to mm-hmm. Canada where mm-hmm. I live for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm married, uh, uh-huh. happily married. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I've been in, so living in South Korea as an English teacher for two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my hobby, just a little bit by myself, I've recently taken up the hobby of photography. Mm, nice. So that's been an interesting, fun journey. Uh-huh. Uh, um, but it's been good. Good, good. The last part, I think the connection went out a little bit, but we heard it. You said it's good. So I'm glad. Good. Yeah, I I remember you saying that you like photography a lot. Do you have a favorite style? Like either nature photography or more like street photography or what's your favorite style? Okay, well, it's it's definitely nature. Um, And basically, I, I haven't developed the joy of taking pictures with people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it like just the environment, like the scenery. Nice. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. Well, I know Korea has a lot of good places to see. You can get good shots for photography. Yes. Good yes, stuff. It does. Good stuff. All right. Well, the next question I want to ask you is why did you become an English teacher and how long have you been an English teacher? Oh, okay. Well, um, my, I, you know, I never wanted to be an English teacher um, before, okay. 
Okay. Uh, my wife already always told me about it. She told me about going to Korea and serving as an English teacher. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really thrilled about it until, you know, um, I really had a heart-to-heart with God. Like, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to serve as a foreign missionary. Mm-hmm. And so I heard that, you know, um, I could serve as a, foreign, a missionary English teacher. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was thrilled. I said, okay, let's go. I signed up for it. My wife and I, we both went um, past the interview. And so that's what, what, that was the main reason why we came. It was a good way to help us out um, to, you know, like pay student loans and kind of try something different. Yeah, that's true. That's good. That's good. Um, well, then let me ask you this. Can you tell us about your first experience? You mentioned that it wasn't necessarily your choice to come to Korea in the beginning. So how was your first experience as a teacher here? Oh, it was nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared um, because my, my degree is uh, being is religious studies. Uh-huh. So teaching English was like, oh, man, how am I going to do this? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, am I going to remember all of the grammar rules? And, right. everything so my first class I just went by what they taught me in training Mm -hmm. like in Mm -hmm. detail and I was just scared I was like okay okay no mistakes good today was good (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny I don't think students realize that like sometimes their English teachers also uh second guess okay guys second guess means to um not be sure of what you're doing so you're kind of thinking to yourself, is this right or wrong? In English, we say second guess. But anyways, it's funny that students don't realize that sometimes their teachers second guess themselves. Like, was that right or was that wrong? So it's funny you said that. I think everybody experienced that the first time they taught English. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It took me about like six months yeah. to be like, okay, I'm okay now. <laughs> it's like, now you're settled in, you're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then as a teacher, uh, in your opinion, what have you noticed are the three best qualities of a good English student? Again, it doesn't have to be the student that gets the highest grade, but it, just in your opinion, what are the three best qualities of a good English student? Oh, good English student, I would say is definitely the first one is one that practices English outside of class. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mm-hmm. just come to the class and then learn English and then go back speaking their normal language. Mm-hmm. But they take a few minutes, even an hour or so, just to practice outside of class. Mm-hmm. Um, another one um, is being very diligent. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there is this thing that happens when you're learning a language where you hit a plateau, like you hit a, just this stopping point where you, you feel like you can't go any further. But the more you continue, you persevere yeah. through that, mm-hmm. you, then growth happens again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that the students that, like every student, like which is a point where they realize, man, this is this is where I'm at, and I don't seem to be going any further. Mm-hmm. And some most just quit, mm-hmm. but the ones I've noticed that continue, they they make a breakthrough. That's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. And is there maybe one more? You said very diligent, practices English outside of class. You have one, uh, more? one more. Um, open-minded. Like, they just absorb the information like a sponge mm-hmm. um, and just takes it all in. It may not, they may not understand it at the time, but they take it in and, and try to process it mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. 
It's good advice. Very good. So we got practice English outside of class, very diligent and open-minded. So keep these qualities in mind, students, as you're listening and as you continue studying English. All right. Next one is, did you ever have or do you have a favorite student? And if you did or if you do, tell us about him or her. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I teach both adult and um, junior students. Mm -hmm. And I had, I did have a favorite junior student. Um, uh -huh. And the main reason why I had that student was because, well, why they were favorite, their favorite for me mm -hmm. uh, was because they had a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes when you're teaching, um, you know, it's a long day and especially like the juniors, <laughs> they don't, they don't always listen. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's, it's such a blessing to have that student that, sh that, that, their positive energy recharges you Yeah, yeah. while you're teaching them. And mm. um, I, I could always count on that student that when I came to the class and mm -hmm. you know, the students may not be listening or focused because they're distracted, of course, mm -hmm. um, they would always recharge me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So positive attitude. So again, guys, like Michael's explaining to us, you guys affect us too. So it's not just the teachers that affect you. Like you guys have an effect on your teachers and we appreciate your positive energy too. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I remember when I was a teacher in Korea, I taught the little kids. So it was my first time teaching little tiny kids. I mean, they were like uh. four and five. And again, like you mentioned, as a teacher, we had long schedules. So sometimes you'd be really tired, but I just remember whenever I went to that class, little kids are usually positive because they have no concerns. They have no stress. They're not paying right. bills. They have no jobs. So they're always happy. And I remember walking into the class and immediately they would kind of run and say, teacher Tiffany, or, and, you know, hug you. Yeah. And it's just all of the stress from earlier and that day just went away and they made you feel happy. So yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. Totally get it. All right. So tell us, what is the hardest thing about teaching English? Oh. Yeah. Ah, I, I would say the hardest thing about teaching English for me has been those remembering all the grammar rules. Mm. And then, you know, um, the student, a, stu a student just asks you a question and you're just like, man, ah, mm. I can't remember right now. Yeah. And, and you kind of have to play it off a little bit where it's like, oh no, I can't search my phone right now. And I, I gotta, I gotta think of something. Come on, uh -huh. come on. And yeah, you got, <laughs> you can't, cause you can't show that you don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> cause then it looks like, wait, it, are they really a good English teacher? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so, I think those ones have been the uh, the hardest part for me. Got you. It's so funny. I uh, had a conversation with Mark and this came up and I realized that over after a period of time that left that feeling of, Oh no, let me not show them that I, I don't know something again. Mm -hmm. I experienced it for a long period of time, but I don't know if it was my third or fourth year as a teacher. I realized, you know what? they have to understand that there are certain things that even as teachers, like students know grammar better, grammar rules better than native English speakers because like we study grammar in elementary school, middle school and high school, but now that was years ago. So we just know it inherently, we know what's right and what's wrong, but explaining it is different. So I've experienced as well, students ask me a question like, teacher, what's the present past 
tense of or the past participle. I'm like, listen, here, listen. <laughs> okay. We understand exactly how to use it. Uh, but I got very comfortable with looking on my phone like, okay, hold on, guys. We're going to ask Google real quick. And yeah. I realized that maybe in the beginning, students are like, oh, teacher, you don't know. It's like, yeah, it's the same as with you and your na native language. You don't know the grammar rule, how to explain it, but you know it. And so after a while, students kind of understood like, oh, okay. So I totally understand. It's like after a period of time, you became, I became more comfortable with just being honest. So yeah, it's funny right. how students don't know what go, they don't know what goes through our head. So it's interesting. Right. So. right. Students, right. you guys are learning a lot through this conversation. <laughs> All right. Um, now tell me, what do you enjoy the most about teaching English? Oh, um, I definitely say it's the students, um, mm. because it's true. They're coming to me to learn how to speak the, 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 the language, mm. but they give me so much of their culture and their understanding and their life when I interact with them, um, mm. or even just doing like projects, like, um, this upcoming one project that we have is like about hobbies and mm -hmm. the students are going to present in English a speech about their hobby. And so even though I'm teaching them English, they're teaching me about themselves. And I love learning that because it has expanded my mind about, you know, how different people are and the different interests mm -hmm. they have and how unique each student is. And that has been definitely the greatest part of teaching English for me. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that culture exchange is amazing. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Okay. Well, do you speak any other language outside of ah. English? <laughs> well, uh, no, I only speak English. Um, uh -huh. I did learn French in middle school, but it's so weak. <laughs> <laughs> and in Jamaica, we speak Pato, but I don't know if that's considered a language or not. There's been some fights about it, but okay. But um, say, say, no, the, I, say the name real quick again. I don't know if they heard uh, what you guys speak in Jamaica. Oh, they speak Patwa. Okay, yeah, just I, I know it. I just want to make sure the students heard Patwa. Okay, gotcha, right. yeah. gotcha. Okay, well, if you could learn another language, do you have one in mind that you've thought about? Oh, right now, uh, being in Korea, I definitely want to learn Korean, and I would love also to learn French. My mm -hmm. wife's family speaks French um, fluently and mm. you know I, I would like to you know show them that I'm how interested I am in, in being a part of the family and how much I love her and and yeah. just learn the language and speak fluently with them uh, it's okay. funny too because in middle school like I tried my best to avoid speaking learning how to speak French like I, I just Really? <laughs> and then and in the end, you marry a woman who speaks French. Right? <laughs> Life has a way of saying, hey, right. you're not going to escape this. <laughs> There's no way you can escape it, buddy. We're coming no. to get you. Yeah, <laughs> I right. got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, hopefully you'll get the opportunity in the future to learn French. Um, Speaking of Korean, the funny thing is, I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook, maybe about two weeks ago, I posted asking people if they wanted to learn Korean, because like, you know, I speak Korean. Oh, yeah. And like, I have a big group that I'm actually going to start teaching Korean starting next week. And oh. there are a lot of people that want to learn Korean. Yeah. So I'm doing it a class where it's kind of just for a one month period, I'm testing it out and we're meeting once a week and I'm teaching them the basics. And then if they want to continue, we'll keep moving forward and I open up more classes. But 
yeah, I think a lot of people want to learn Korean these days. Yeah, I, I definitely want to. Because we started, like, taking some classes here, but, like, it was, when we, we were in Mokdong, we took some classes, but now we moved to Huegi, and it's just been too difficult. Yeah, it's hard to learn it yeah, when you're working. Yeah. Well, who and, knows? We may be able to work something out in the future where I can teach you guys, add you to one of my classes. So oh, I guess yeah. we'll talk about sure. it. For yeah, sure. good stuff. All right, now, do you know any good English resources? Now, they don't have to be English books, like grammar books, but literally anything, like someone mentioned YouTube videos or certain movies or TV shows, something that will help students learn English in a natural way. Mm. Oh, man. Um, I can't think of anything right now other than general stuff. Like, um, um, I know I, I usually tell most of my, my students, um, like, when they watch an, to watch an English movie, Mm-hmm. And then um, first just play with the subtitles. And then um, once you s- then pause and then go back to that scene and, and then speak it, read it or say it out loud as they're saying mm-hmm. it. And then after that, um, try turn off the subtitles and try to speak it yourself, mm-hmm. um, what they have said. So I, I try that with my students sometimes, and they've told me it, it, it helps them. Good, good. Okay, so I wrote down all of the things you just said. Do you have maybe about one or two movies that, even that you liked, they don't have to be specifically for students, but an English movie that you like? Mm, um, okay, good English movie that I like. Ah. Doesn't have to be hmm. new. It could be an older movie, just a movie that you say, oh, man, I really liked that movie, just to give the students an option. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of ones that, like, they speak, like, clear and, and slow enough for you to understand. Well, no, no, um, I don't want, I want you to give something that's just natural. That's the thing. Uh, students, yeah, it's like m- most of the students listening to the podcast are intermediate and advanced, and they want to mm. hear natural English. So, yeah, they don't have, it doesn't have to be slow. Okay. Well, um, definitely, um, for me, it would be like any of the Avengers movies. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, I would say um, Civil War was mm-hmm. good because there's a lot of talking in there, um, mm-hmm. dialogue with the characters, mm-hmm. more than action and fighting. So I would definitely recommend that. Okay. Avengers Civil War. Good stuff. You guys heard that? He advised you guys check out that movie, Avengers Civil War. You can listen to the dialogue between the characters. All right, now this is the final question. Any other advice you have or words of wisdom for the students listening as they study English? It can be motivational. It can be anything you want to say that may help them along their journey. Mm. Um, one thing I'll say is give yourself time. Mm for your brain to adjust and Mm -hmm. understand the language. Um, Mm -hmm. When learning a language, sometimes you can be in a hurry. It's like, okay, I need to learn now, 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 now. But Mm -hmm. that's not how the body works or even the brain works. It takes Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't be too hard on yourself. If you expect yourself to know something or know the material um, really quickly um, or just right away when you've learned the lesson, you can go through a book and understand what the teacher taught, but mm-hmm. then to speak it fluently takes mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so I think definitely give yourself time and understand also that what might the 
not everyone has the same amount of time they to to develop mm-hmm. and just i guess accept your time and take it easy and and but be consistent continue to grow um continue never give up mhm mhm yeah. respect your mind's um capacity to develop and mm-hmm. the speed of development mm-hmm. and don't stop that's what i would say don't stop Perfect. Guys, please listen to this advice. It's great advice. Remember just to keep going like Michael said and be consistent and don't be too hard on yourself. Even in his response you gave us some great expressions. So student pay attention to what he said. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you telling us more about your experience and also for the piece of advice that you gave to the students. We really appreciate hey. you. Ah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Tiffany. I hope this was good and hey students, keep keep learning English. It's good. Of course. Good, good. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to watch the full video recording of my conversation with Michael, join the Speak English with Tiffany Academy, go to the podcast interviews resource and click episode 36. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.